Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. And here we are once again. Uh, we're up to talking about the fourth law of creation, or the fourth, fourth law of nature, or the fourth universal law. There are high vibrations and there are low vibrations. High vibrations are high in energy, low in mass. In other words, the particles vibrate highly, but are very light. And then there are low vibrations, which are particles that have much of their energy turned into the weight of the particle. So the universe is constructed in different materials. Uh, as you well know, it's called the periodic table of elements. Yet the foundations of all those different materials is the same foundation. Atoms, molecules and subatomic particles. The highest vibration of the universe is light. It's called unconditional love, uh, enlightenment, or in earthly terms, it's massless, it's chargeless, and it's filled with energy and can't be seen. So it's pure and unquestionable light. We call it a photon. This photon, if it slows down, breaks into a proton and electron, or a positive and a negative, or as they tried to describe it in a beautiful, simplistic way in the Bible, Adam and Eve. Now, if you slow light down, the photon, which has no mass, no charge, maximum vibration of energy, pure, unconditional love, light, God, it starts to split into the proton and electron, and so we begin to form things which we call matter. Everything you can touch, taste, see, smell, hear, own and discard is made of light particles slowed down into things. So manifestation is the ability to slow down light. Light being love. So when we draw the top of the cone, the pyramid, what we're saying is that's where energy begins. That's where you need to be at the that, that's the place you need to call home, the, the, the love to choose to, because that's when it's pure and unconditional. And then you take that thought, that pure and loving thought, and turn it into a business, an art form, a gift, an action. It's just basically transforming love into a material. And this is the mastery of life on earth. Remember the quote, as above, so below. So the more skilled we become at mastering the heavier materials and the heavier feelings, the lighter we go in inspiration. Spirit, which is just thought without matter, just a thing that has no form. And matter is just a thing without spirit, just a thought that has no motion. The two are essential to life. Now, I think this can become a little esoteric in, in, in some ways, but all thought is action. Every thought you have results in action. In the indigenous communities of North America, they talk about human beings speaking with a forked tongue. In other words, we in the West believe that what we say is the truth, but what we do is not the truth. Whereas 
in people who trust nature and trust the human condition and understand the human condition, they say, your behaviour is the truth and what you say is just a big fat lie. What we're trying to do in this 30-day program, in the work we're doing, is get the two lined up. So we want to say, uh, as close as possible, to what we behave. Now, nobody walks their talk. The, the, the words that come out of our mouth are, are what we hope to do, what we wish to do, what we would love to do, what we would really commit to do, but then our actions fall short. And those actions, even if you're Michael Jordan or uh, a great uh, racing car driver, a Formula One, uh, Lewis Hamilton, or a great singer like Pavarotti, the, the, what comes out, our actions are never as pure as the thought that was behind them. So the, we might say we want to be X, Y, Z, but getting close to that is, is, is an approximation that's really never achieved. So we speak with what's called a forked tongue. We say things and then we do things. And the misconnection between the two is, is a loss of vibration. Now, when we beat ourselves up and we're angry or disappointed, we lower the vibration of the body and we turn spirit into matter. And that matter can be quite toxic. We know the lowest vibration thoughts of all are anger, fear, guilt, jealousy, envy, hate. Ah, oh, Jesus, one more. Can't remember what it is, but you might know it. These are the lowest emotions a human being can have. They're equally balanced by their counterparts. So hate and what is at the bottom of the consciousness cone, its opposite, which is lust, uh, the appetite for to physicalize sex, is, is the opposite, to, in some ways, opposite to hate, but the person calls it love. It's not, and there are seven levels of love, as we've talked about earlier in this program. And a person at the bottom of the consciousness cone calls love, got to. I've got to have you, and then I've got to get away from you. So religious love is the shoulds. And so you can understand the confusion when we use one word to mean many things, and many things to many people. To make it clear... Pure light, which is pure thought, which is unconditional love, is at the top of the consciousness cone. Inspiration. When you sit there and you just sit out in your balcony and you don't think, you just look up at the stars. That thought is quite pure, quite beautiful. When you see beauty, when you see symmetry, proportion and order, when you see order in the chaos, you bring yourself to a moment of absolute stillness. And this again is a pure thought. And the more pure thoughts we have, the more energy we attract, the more energy we can turn into manifestation and do things with it. It's no use sitting there with our legs uh, crossed in, in front of a candle and say, I've become enlightened, whoopee, look at me. The question is, can you take that enlightenment and do something with it? Can you manifest something with it? Can you create? And the size of your creation and the and the degree to which you're committed to this, it depends on the size of your vision. One of the exercises that I'd encourage you to do in this fourth law of creation is to go to your deathbed and look back at your life and say to yourself from the deathbed, what did I do? 
And I think you'd be quite surprised at how small you accept what's possible and how big it's possible to think, but how hard it is to think in possibilities of what you could have done in the course of your lifetime because we're self-limited by matter. We're self-limited by the control and the incapacity to think beyond the realms of uh, of acceptance, self-acceptance. So it's really wise once in a while to go to your deathbed and look back and go, what is infinitely possible for my life? What could I dream to do? And that's like the last chapter of the book. And don't worry about the other chapters between now and then. You'll work it out. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.